0: Welcome to the Fret Dojo Podcast, the place where pro guitar
1: players share their secrets. Visit www.fretdojo.com to access online courses and free resources to take your guitar playing to the next level.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fret Dojo podcast. My name is Greg O'Rourke. I'm the founder of Fret Dojo. And today I have with me my wonderful assistant, Vin Amarando. And a special addition to our team today, I'd like to welcome the fabulous Ryan Dillahay to the show, uh, who's come on as our community manager in Fret Dojo. So I thought uh, we'd bring Ryan on today and um, and just welcome him to the community. So uh, welcome, Ryan.
1: Thank you. Yes, it's been really cool to kind of dip my toes in the community a little bit, uh, just the tiny bit that I've been here, but I'm really excited to jump in. Fantastic. So, a
0: bit of background about uh, Ryan. So, Ryan is a graduate of the University of Florida, and he studied with the amazing Barry Green, who we also recently had on the Fret Dojo podcast. And I thought we'd just uh, spend a few minutes t- today, uh, Ryan, you know, talking about um, a little bit what you're up to uh, in, in your day to day life as a musician these days, uh, uh, and also um, a bit about what it was like uh, studying with Barry in, at, uh, at uh, the university there at Florida as well so uh, well, why don't we get started with uh, w- what, what does your typical day look like as a working
1: musician? Yeah that's a great question uh, it kind of varies from day to day just because you know I think as you guys can probably imagine um, you know being kind of a pro musician it's not necessarily just all playing gigs you know so there's a lot of different hats that I'm kind of wearing whether that's like uh, you know teaching lessons or just practicing or preparing or Uh, almost being like an entrepreneur trying to set things up. So, you know, a typical day usually includes like um, checking out music I might need to learn for an upcoming performance uh, or getting in touch with lesson students to try and organize lessons or teaching lessons. Um, But it's definitely a a lot more focused on the trying to get yourself out there and and make connections sort of side of things. Um, A lot of the practicing is uh, kind of de-emphasized, which is Uh, You know, I'm so glad that I was able to get so much work done when I was at uh, University of North Florida. That's a good lesson, actually, uh,
0: that, that you've just said there. Because you know, as a, a, for for those of you guys that are still uh, at u- university studying uh, music, use that time while you got it, because it's hard to get that back when you go into the uh, sort of working life as a musician. Um, you know, as you say, Ryan, the, the uh, entrepreneurial side of things uh, is very important. Uh, you know, like because music, uh, being a p- performing musician, is a business, and and it's a, and it's a tough business as well. You've really got to get out there and network, um, you know, meet other people, play as many gigs as you can. And yeah, so, uh, you know, but good on you. you, you it sounds like you're really, uh, you, you're, you're, you're really uh, going for it, man. So uh, why don't we go back, though, to um, your uh, university studies uh, there? Um, what what was it like studying with Barry Green?
1: I mean, studying with Barry Green was such a great opportunity to really grow as a player um, just because you know, I kind of had this vague idea of what jazz guitar was like or what jazz was like in general before coming to UNF, just in terms of, you know, the little bit of listening I had done, I was, I was really kind of a newbie in terms of uh, what jazz I knew of. And so it was such an incredible opportunity to just get immersed in that community. And then Barry too was kind of uh, such a great person to learn from because he was kind of the distillation of uh, all the guys that I had really enjoyed up to that point. Um, of of course, George Benson and West Montgomery and Pat Martino, uh, and, and Barry's kind of, you know, I see him as sort of the torchbearer of those guys' legacies in terms of the music. So, um, you know, it was, it was really awesome to be studying with someone who's kind of coming from the same school as I was in terms of what I really enjoyed in the music. Um, and so, you know, I think some of the things that are really stand out in his playing uh, were really inspiring to me. And that's probably stuff we'll touch on when, when he's here for the workshop, but just his vocabulary and his technique and stuff like that, um, stuff that was really inspiring to me. Uh, so it was really cool to have an opportunity to kind of get that all together right from, from the source, I, I think, in a way, being that he's sort of, um, you know, in that lineage of linear improvising guitar players. Mm, mm. yeah
0: well said well said so uh, and yeah and Ryan's just just as an aside Ryan's uh, mentioned that we're, actually Barry's coming along to Fret Dojo for an online workshop not sure if we'll get this podcast out before Barry comes actually but uh. Uh, in case you do miss the workshop there should be a replay in our membership program in the Fret Dojo Academy um, yeah so uh, Ryan I've, I've, I might pass it to Vin for some questions uh, but I've just got uh, one more quick one for you um, what uh Uh, What drew you to learning jazz guitar in the first place?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, When I first started playing guitar, I was about 13 years old and I was really into like Texas blues, Um, like Albert King and Stevie Ray Vaughan and players like that. And so I was a total blues head. Just, uh, you know, that was my bag. Uh, And so it wasn't until I was in high school that I started to encounter uh, just in like school bands you know, more jazz music, Um, and I think I was really drawn to uh, just kind of the, uh, man, it sounds kind of corny to say it, but just kind of the prettiness of it, you know. Um, When we're playing rock, we're playing blues guitar, sometimes we're playing stuff that's very uh, emotional, but it's not necessarily um, you know, delicate or pretty. And That's something that I really appreciated in in jazz music, was kind of just playing stuff that sounded just really nice, you know. And kind of beautiful in a way that, I, you know, that I wasn't really accessing in the other music I was playing. Um, and so that's kind of what first drew me to it. And then as I kind of got more into it, uh, it was really kind of, I just love the feeling that I got from, you know, improvising and playing with other people and kind of speaking that language, you know, uh, especially uh, swinging, you know. That I feel like there's just, uh, to me, there's like very few feelings that are greater than, um just really swinging with like a great rhythm section and, and playing lines and, and melodies and stuff like that. So uh, it was kind of a distant, you know, harmonic, melodic fascination. And then once I actually kind of got into playing it, it was a really kind of experiential uh, enjoyment I was getting out of the music.
0: Fantastic. Man, I can really resonate with what you're saying there. It's it's an amazing feeling, isn't it? To when when the band's really like close knit together on a on a on a standard or something like that. It's just yeah, yeah it's such a such a nice feeling. So yeah, man. Um, Vin, have you got any um, got any questions? Well, yeah,
1: you know, in fact, I'm going to follow up a little bit on that. Um, at some point, you made the decision to go and study with barry but you like you were coming from more like a blues and a rock background so what sort of preparation did you do did you take private lessons you know um in order to get prepared to go into the jazz program with barry green yeah i I did have some private lessons that were really instrumental in kind of bridging the gap um because i had a i had a decent ear and uh, I had a pretty good knowledge of the fretboard in terms of like minor pentatonic scales, which I think is, you know, really common for guitar players to get together. Uh, but I, I I remember there was one uh, one like class meeting we had when I was in high school, and we were playing like blue bossa or something like that. And uh, and my band director is like, uh, Ryan, just play E flat scale over this tune. And I was totally clueless. I didn't even I had no idea what he was talking about. Like, uh, <laughs> so um you know from there it was just kind of uh realizing what i needed to check out and so you know private lessons were a huge huge part in that um so that was that was a couple years before i got into unf i was taking private lessons and that was covering what? things like oh yeah well no i was just i was just gonna ask like uh, was there any point like after you got to unf that you thought i probably should have studied this a little bit more i would have felt a little better if i'd have- had a better understanding of this before I came here? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, a lot of that comes down to, um, well, the, probably the biggest thing that I felt I was behind in was my sight reading. Um, and I think that's something that plagues a lot of guitar players. Uh, you you, you really felt that, 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 I, that held you
0: back a bit, did it? You felt that held you back?
1: Not, there was a point, it was kind of funny because it would, it would crop up at certain moments and then it was like I could kind of fly under the radar for a while, you know. And then, uh, and then a moment would pop up where I would, uh, I would need to do some reading and then it w- I would really be in trouble, you know. Um, and so, especially when auditions came around and stuff like that, that was one of the things they were looking for. Um, whereas, you know, the rest of the year you have time to prepare music and, you know, you're coming to rehearsals and all that kind of, all that sort of thing. So um, that was maybe the one thing that I kind of regret not getting together more before I came into school, um, especially because it was kind of on my radar uh, as something I, I could have you know, been working on. But I was, uh, you know, it was so easy for me to just kind of blow it off and, you know, learn tunes or something instead, because uh, it, it came up uh, so rarely for me kind of as a, you know, it, um, as an amateur, uh, so to speak, um, where reading wasn't really ever a big thing you know it was always just playing tunes from memory or or just reading like lead sheets and chord charts um you know so it wasn't until i really kind of got into that more professional space that the reading became like a really uh you know important thing yeah so that
0: rating thing is is really important for jazz just it sort of unlocks access to understanding the, the the like in a practical way being able to just play jazz that don't have tablature on them but also to unlock kind of the the understanding behind theory and and harmony and and all that sort of thing it, it kind of g- gives you the tools to to be able to decipher jazz to a degree but i've got i got another question for you uh, Ryan. What what what's the what's one of the most memorable gigs you've ever done
1: Oh man, that's a good question. <laughs> There's a couple of different ways I could answer that. I think um, <laughs> um, probably one of the most memorable gigs. Um, uh, probably the first. Th- there was a short run of gigs I did in town here, and it was sort of a monthly thing that would happen. And it was um, it was a Friday night, and it was like a nine to one a.m. Uh, hit and so i I think my first one of those was really memorable for me because it was it was a uh first time i'd kind of been called in just as a sideman sight unseen pretty much to uh play with this quartet and so that was a, a really cool experience of uh you know just kind of being you know in the heat of battle in a way where it's just like tunes are just getting called or sometimes they're not even getting called they'll just start playing and and uh you know, if I was lucky, one of the other guys would look over at me and, you know, say what tune it is, you know. Um, but I, I think that was such a, a powerful experience for me, uh, just kind of realizing the value of staying in shape in terms of, you know, making sure I'm keeping on my on my ears and uh, learning tunes whenever possible. Um, yeah, so I, I'd probably say that. And I
0: think there's um, a good lesson there for um, all you players out there is, you know, like uh, sometimes getting thrown in the deep end is a really good thing. You you know, it, 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 like, because you can't really grow unless you're challenged, you you know. So, uh, so by, by putting yourself out there and placing yourself in situations, um, you you know, I remember another, another teacher told me once, you know, like one, one half hour gig with um a group of people is the equivalent to like eight hours of playing by yourself you know in in terms of the the, the flight hours under your belt so uh yeah c- keep that in mind guys and, and it's been a uh, really wonderful introducing you today ryan um uh, in this uh in this short little podcast today uh but um yeah we're really thrilled to have you as a community manager in fret dojo so ryan will be um uh, d- working on, um, you know, uh, helping engaging the community, um, you know, running little challenges for our members and, um, you know, h- helping us uh, publish publish the, uh, the new lessons as they come in for our membership. So, uh, yeah, make sure you guys check it out if you're interested in finding out more about what we do. It's a fantastic online community of jazz guitarists from all across the world, uh, all learning together. And, um, yeah, so if you're looking to uh, build your jazz skills as a guitarist, then uh, definitely check us out. Okay, guys. Well, thanks very much for coming along to today's Fret Dojo podcast. My name is Gregor Rourke. Thanks, Vin and Ryan, and we'll see you in the next one. And for more jazz guitar lessons, tips, and free stuff, visit www.fretdojo.com.